Welcome to BSD Talk number 141. It's Monday, February 25th, 2008. Today, I have another interview for you from Michael Dexter. So here it is. This is Michael Dexter on behalf of Will Backman and BSD Talk. And today on BSD Talk, we're talking to Chris Moore, the PCBSD founder and director, about the new features of the PBI software management system. Chris, welcome to the program. Thank you very much for having me today, Michael. Let's start off with a little history about PBI and how we got from ports to PBI. Well, PBI was one of the founding concepts that gave me the idea to even start PCBSD. The basic premise is that applications are now self-installing, self-contained. They don't touch the actual operating system themselves. They live in their own directory, essentially. Removing them is as simple as just RMRF directory name. And uh, that we felt this would alleviate a lot of the issues for desktop users moving over from a Windows or Mac type environment where they were having issues with dependencies on other versions and distributions of Linux. Could you sum that up as next, 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 finish? Pretty much essentially, yes. When you look to make ports more friendly, did you look at other examples on perhaps Linux, Windows, or Mac? Some of my frustrations on those other platforms is what led me to develop the PBI system. Like many other people in my early college days, I experimented with some Linux distributions on my desktop, and it seemed time and time again when I finally got things to where I wanted them, I would go and try and add an application which probably shouldn't be there or wasn't in ports properly or didn't have a valid RPM, and sure enough, I'd break something getting it installed. Then the next rest of the night would be spent fixing what was broken. Meanwhile, my wife can't print, so nobody's happy. So I finally just sat down and said, why can't we have an operating system or a desktop open source where we get rid of all the dependency frustration or DLL hells they used to term it, and programs just install in their own directory? You know, mom and dad can do it. Grandma can do it. No tech support calls. Everybody's happy. That was the goal when I started working on the PBI system. What were the key shortcomings of the original PBI system? The original PBI system relied too much on human intervention actually developing and packaging the PBIs. For example, we may have somebody make a version of Firefox, get it all done, release it, and then disappear for six months. In the meanwhile, there's been three new versions of Firefox hit ports, and nobody's bothered to take the time to repackage it as a PBI because it was a fairly tedious process. You could have hours spent compiling, then hours spent figuring out, okay, what did I do six months ago to build that PBI? Because there is some massaging of the files to make it live all together in one directory. And it seemed like in the end, we'd get a version of a PBI, such as Firefox, six months later, made by a different developer, and it didn't work as good as the first one. Or it worked better, and something that was working in the first one was now broken in the new one. So it just was frustration for the users because the PBIs were never consistent. And I felt over time that automation was going to be the key to solving this dilemma. What has PBI 4 done to improve upon that? Well, PBI 4 has added some new features to the actual PBI installer, but more specifically the PBI build server we're referring to with the PBI 4 uh, category is what alleviates this. We've now found a way where we can automatically convert a port into an actual PBI and do it consistently every time using just a few small module configuration files. This ensures once a PBI of Firefox has been built and created in module form, that down the road when new Firefox versions hit ports, the PBI gets automatically generated with 
with the same working configuration and there's uh, less regression of bugs. I can see how automation makes your lives easier as developers. What can you tell us about new features for end users? For end user perspective, all they care is that it works and will notice a few new features when they actually do install an application. One of the biggest is now you have the ability to select what directory you install the application into. The PBI format, you have to understand, since everything lives in its own directory, there's really no limit on where you could potentially put that directory. It could be on any mount point, an NFS, anything as long as it's writable, we should be able to install to it. So the new PBI4 gives you that option. Uh, it defaults to the slash programs directory, which has still been the normal directory for installation on PCBSD. But if you want to load something on your desktop or load it to an NFS mount, or if you have a big slash U1 or slash data partition, you can feel free to install applications there as well now. Are system administrators required to use the GUI tools or are there command line tools and other utilities to help the more advanced user or implementer? Oh, absolutely. You can use command line tools now. PBIs can be installed via the command line simply using the dash text flag, and they can also be removed on PCBSD using the PBI remove command. Also with this new version is the ability to create the PBIs in a purely text format. No GUI is required. This is cool because since it's all uh, shell-driven now in these new build tools, you can actually build it on a vanilla FreeBSD system. It doesn't even require that you've had PCBSD loaded. I understand that one can inspect packages prior to installation. That is correct. We have an option in the PBI format called Extraction. You can simply right-click in the desktop environment and choose Extract This PBI, and it will extract a copy of it to your home directory so you can peruse the contents before actually installing it. What's neat about this feature is it also provides the configuration file used to generate this PBI. So if you're a developer, you can inspect the PBI's contents, make changes, and repackage it to test the PBI out again and make sure it works properly. And this may come in handy when you're working with module creation and such. If there's a script that needs tweaking, you can test it on the fly, and uh, when you get it just fine-tuned perfectly, go ahead and release the changes. Is PBI 4 available to PCBSD 1.4 users? Since PBI is not actually dependent on any tools in the operating system itself, when we release these updates, you can download and run them on your current PCBSD or future releases down the road. Can an administrator build a site-specific PBI that includes perhaps various components in one installation archive? Yes, you can do that on the system. You could build a PBI to include as many applications as you need for your particular needs. For example, you could make a LAMP-type situation where it includes Apache, MySQL, PHP, or even more administration tools to make it easier. You could throw Joomla in there for good measure if you'd like. There's really nothing holding you back. It's just up to your own creativity and what you feel like will fit the user's needs at the moment. Can you explain how the automation system gets you from a port to a PBI? Sure, the new system is actually pretty powerful, but uh, essentially it works within a chroot environment. You start with a small comp file, which tells it which port you want to build, so in this case, Firefox. It will go through and install a make world inside that chroot directory, then build Firefox in there. When it's done, it will then look through a few other configuration files that you can create, which tell it which files need to be included as part of this PBI. So, for example, user local bin Firefox will probably be one we need, and there may be some other ones in share or other locale directories, etc. Then your comp file is going to say, okay, take these files and put them in the PBI directory structure in this format. So you can rearrange the files on the fly to make them fit within a self-contained structure. And then from there, you just specify a few comp files telling it what desktop icons you want, if you need any MIME types registered, and you can set up your install scripts for the PBI installation itself, you know, checking to see if there's a previous version installed, removing it, warning the user that you need Java for this program, etc. All those things can be done in just a few small module configuration files that are all text-based. 
very easy to work with. And once those are done, the beauty of it is those can be uploaded to us via Subversion, where we will then take over the building of this PBI for you automatically anytime the port updates. Have you depended on any exotic languages for your automation or simple Unix tools? No, this is entirely built in shell. Very simple to run, simple to install, and uh, since it's shell scripts, of course, it's very easy for you to read through and make tweaks and fixes as you see fit. And of course, please let me know if you do, and we'll include them in the next release. Is there a separate website for PBI, or is it simply part of PCBSD? It's at PCBSD.org, although if you'd like to see the output of the automated build server every night, we also run PBIBuild.PCBSD.org and PBIBuild64.PCBSD.org. This site is updated every 24 hours or every night when the uh, PBI build runs, and it uploads the status of the build along with any error messages and a full log. So if for some reason your port stops building for some reason, it checks some mismatch or the like, you'll be able to look at it right there and find out what went wrong. Well, it sounds like you've achieved next, next, next finish. Assuming that this will be included in the upcoming PCBSD 1.5, what other features can we look forward to? Well, PCBSD 1.5 is going to give us a few new things. First of all, we're going to have a 64-bit native build, which will include 64-bit PBIs finally. So if you want to run 64-bit Firefox, you are going to be good to go. Another feature is going to be a new tool that replaces our old clunky system updater. We're going to come out with a new tray application system updater. They can do two things. It can update your system in the background, downloading uh, updates while you work. It will also monitor your PBI installations and can notify you of out-of-date PBIs and also download and update those on the fly as well, which will make just uh, keeping track of your applications very easy to do. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about today? Well, I'd just like to mention the tools we've been talking about are freely available up on the web and, of course, open source, BSD license. So anybody, please feel free to go ahead and grab them. And if you have a particular port or application you'd love to see in PBI format, it's very simple to read through the docs and build these module files. And, of course, you can get a hold of us, and we'll be more than happy to include them on our build server for you. So we'll take over the maintenance and building of them down the road. Thank you for talking to BSD Talk. Thank you very much for having me. If you'd like to leave comments on the website or reach the show archives, you can find them at bsdtalk.blogspot.com. And if you'd like to send me an email, you can reach me at bitgeist at yahoo.com. That's B-I-T-G-E-I-S-T at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. This has been BSD Talk number 141.